We all have a story, and all Star Wars fans have a Star Wars story. Join James as he talks with a special guest each episode to share their Star Wars story. Here's James! Welcome to the Atlantic Club, I'm James. Today is going to be a fun day. We're talking Star Wars, a Star Wars story. We've got Lauren here from the Galactic Podcast, Low Ronos. Lauren, <laughs> thanks for joining me today. Thanks, James, for having me. I'm very excited to talk some Star Wars with you. I've been on your show a few times, so it's always a good time, and I'm very excited to be here. Actually, we're not going to talk Star Wars today. We're just gonna we talk going to talk baseball. We're going to talk baseball, okay. and we're going to talk... We're going to talk why the Lions are so terrible oh, God. at football. That's a two-hour uh, <laughs> podcast right there. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, we don't have, there's no time in the world to get into that topic. Yeah, it's just uh, it's too little, much. We were talking a little much. bit before recording. Lions games are a lot of fun to go to unless you pay attention to the score. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then you well, if you're there for the opposing team, then it's always a joyous occasion. But Very true. Very true. Yes. Visitors have a really good time in Detroit. That's for sure. At the Lions games. hundred <laughs> percent. So we won't go into the lions. Mm-hmm. We'll t- I just froze. My internet was like, yeah, I know. I saw it's been windy. Like, ah. we're, we're pre-taping this. It's been very, very windy. Uh, every, I don't know if it's been windy where you are, but it's very windy yeah. where I am. Yeah. Yeah, it was windy. Uh, um, let's get into it. <clears throat> yeah, the weekend was crazy. We're going to get right into it, though. What, do you recall the first moment that Star Wars entered your life? Do you have a memory of your like the, your first Star Wars memory? Yeah, so I remember as a kid, obviously, born in the 80s, 83, so you guys can do the math on that. And then... Oh, math? Just, no, no, no. Right, no, nobody likes math. So, but I do remember Star Wars, you know, on VHS. Like that was my, that's my biggest thing is I remember watching it on VHS. Like that was the huge, like I put it in, watch it and just love it. I remember the box sets that came out and all that stuff. Um, I remember my cousin, who's my podcast partner on Glad to Podcast, Andrea. She had all the cool toys. She had like the Kenner stuff. She had the Darth Vader helmet that opened up and you put the figures in it. She had all the yes. cool Star Wars theory. Yes, right. It's amazing stuff. So I remember like as a young as a young um, kid, it was in my life. Like it was always there for sure. And I remember watching, I think Empire Strikes Back has always been that. The movie that always like is always in my memory back then, like watching Star Wars, like just because of the Hoth scene. And, I, and I've talked about this before. Like it's just it's just one of those iconic scenes. Like it's just something that you remember watching as a kid. Luke, you know, going in the going in the snow, Han looking for him. Like it's just it's just I just remember it. Like it was just so good. And then obviously throughout that movie, you know, Vader being Luke's dad, like it's crazy wild stuff. So like Empire Strikes Back is one that I always like back then remember watching probably the most of of the three of the original trilogy uh but enjoying all all three i mean obviously you know it, you just loved them all like when you started watching them and then i as i got older you know i it, it kind of it didn't go away but it was just like i didn't watch it maybe didn't watch it as much 
I didn't read any of the EU books. I don't know if you were a big EU book fan, James, but like I never got into that stuff. So like I missed that whole like phase of of Star Wars fans like being into EU novels back then, you know. I I think though you're you're a little bit younger than I am, but I think it's it's our age groups. We're still we're still close enough where I think mm-hmm. those books, you know, Heir to the Empire. I had a couple like I would get a couple as gifts. Um, but Air Empire wasn't one of them, but, but I, I it was just, I, we were too, and I knew being younger than I was just when you're, when you're younger age really matters. It's just mm-hmm. too young. You know, you, you have the books when you're older, but as kids we weren't, but for you, so you, you watch those, you watch them with your cousin, mm-hmm. you enjoy them. Were the droids and Ewoks cartoons a part of your, your life? Did you pay attention to those at all? Or did you just like pass those by yeah i don't i i vaguely remember them like i remember them being there but not really watching them i do remember watching and i can't remember which one but one of the caravan of courage movies i, I do remember watching that yeah. i don't remember the cartoon ewok so much but i do remember whatever i can't remember which which movie it was but i remember watching like one of those Ewok films like Caravan of Courage, all that, all that stuff. I vaguely remember that stuff. But then, like, as I got older, it just, it was a part of me. Like, I loved watching the movies when they were on or, you know, I'd pop it in maybe every now and then. But I wasn't deep into Star Wars until, like, much, much later in my life. Like, I would say, actually, once the Disney acquisition happened, I think that's when, like, my love of it kind of really turned up and like I was really so you, reinvigorated with it. You bypassed the prequel. Like you were interested in the prequels. You didn't watch the prequels or did you, did you watch them? And, and, and I don't mean like, <clears throat> I'm guessing you've seen them since, but I mean right, right, right. in 1998 or mm-hmm. whatever, when the Phantom Menace came out, mm-hmm. did you go see that in the theater? Did you watch it on VHS DVD later on? Or did you wait? And then when the Disney acquisition happened, you said, I've got to catch up on Star yeah. Wars now. So, so I do remember watching the prequels in the theaters. I, I I remember Phantom Menace. I do remember seeing that. Attack of the Clones, honestly, I can't remember if I did see that in theaters or not. But I remember Phantom Menace, like, seeing that and being like, oh, cool. Like, you know, Star Wars. And, you know, I heard about that it. it's going to be, you know, taking place before original trilogy and follow Anakin or, you know, Vader, all that stuff. And then I remember, though, the big one was Revenge of the Sith. I remember getting tickets early, like going to the theater, getting them so I can get there, getting so I can get a seat, like me and my friend, waited in line, like, you know, you had to back in the day. You had to get there like a couple yeah, hours. Yeah, oh, I don't miss that, by seat. the way. Oh, God, no. God, thank no. God for assigned seating, like, yeah. praise be, right? But I do, yeah, I, I do remember like prequels. Like I, I remember watching them and in, enjoying them for the most part. But it was just like again, I maybe it was just because where like where I was, my age, like I was still kind of in I was in high school, entering yeah. college, so it wasn't like again on the forefront. But I knew I like I liked the movies. I remember watching them, the original trilogy as a kid. So I'm like, okay, cool, Star Wars, right? But yeah, so then like flash forward to, you know, Disney acquisition, 2014, 15. All the Star Wars stuff is coming out. I'm like, okay, like this is cool. Force Awakens comes out, and I'm jazzed. Like the the Ray scene when she gets that lightsaber towards the end, like that really, 
changed i think me as a fan because i was like wow like this is a female character that is a jedi or you know has the force and like maybe we'll become our new jedi like that was a really big deal to me like in the music with that scene it's one of my favorite scenes in all star wars so like that really reinvigorated me like that once force awakens came out it was it was game over for me like that was when so I it wasn't dive it wasn't even a disney acquisition it was mm-hmm. you're know, like like the prequels and you can stop if i'm wrong but it seems like you were like i'll go see it it's like these are movies that we should that i should see and so you walked in mm-hmm. you saw because that's what they felt like right it was like everybody wanted to go see the prequels it was just something that you right. did it was like you know going out for a coffee it's like we gotta go see star wars <laughs> So the sequels seem like that almost was the same type of thing for you. Like, well, Star Wars is here. We got to go see it. It's an, it's an event. But then something happened while you're watching it that made you say, mm-hmm. oh, this is, this is, you know. Feels different. Yeah. What, I, what, what I used to like now, it's like, but now you have someone to connect with in Ray. And it's mm-hmm. funny because as, as a guy, I've never thought of that. Like, I just, it's never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. But when I left the theater from The Force Awakens, my sister was with me and she said the same thing. She's like, finally. <laughs> Like she was like, it's about time, you know. It's like, but I, like I've never, you know, just mm-hmm. I don't know, just never, it never crossed my mind, obviously. But right, um, so that was cool. Um, but mm-hmm. so now that scene is there. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I, I really like Star. I like Star Wars. But the one, the one thing with you that, for as long as we've spoken, is you've been mm-hmm. a huge fan of the animated stuff. Yes. Yeah. And it seems like from what you're telling me now is you didn't pay attention to the Clone Wars. On first, uh, at first. Right. So how did right. that, so was it, how, how did you get from Force Awakens to the Clone Wars? Because it, it does, that's not a natural transition, really. <laughs> to, yeah, to my <laughs> obsession of animation. So that's actually a, yeah. that's a real fun, it's a real fun question because I think after Force Awakens, again, it like, it changed me, right? Like it changed me as a Star Wars fan because I was like, wow, I was, I was paying more attention to it. Maybe just because I was older, like things in the movie were hitting me different like themes and everything like that so i was like all right let, let me check out what maybe what i've missed or what's coming or whatever thing like that so then you know i i joined a uh facebook group back then around that time and then just looking at what people were posting and talking about i'm like oh okay let me let me check this stuff out so you know clone wars was a big thing i remember people always talking about it in that group so I was like, all right, well, let me let me let me see what it's all about. So I was super late to this. I mean, this was what 2015 ish, and yeah, 16, yeah, yeah, 15, 16, right? So I remember, I think I think at the time it was on Netflix. So I was like, all right, cool, I can watch it. And then I remember like watching it and being like, okay, this is this is different, but it's it's kind of cool. Like I like it. I, I'm digging it. It had Obi-Wan and Anakin, and you're following their adventures. And then you add Ahsoka to it. And man, again, I, a lot of people, you know, at first didn't really like her. Like, and, and I understood that when I first watched Clone Wars. I was like, okay, who, who like, who's Ahsoka? What's, what's the deal? But man, I'm telling you that what they did with her character throughout Clone Wars and they continue to do with Ahsoka is amazing. Like, she's one of my favorite characters now. So, like, they, that that animation for me was just like a stepping stone to be like, man, they can really star Wars has a lot of cool stories to tell beyond the original trilogy or the prequels or even what's going on in the sequel trilogy right now. So there's just a lot of stories that I did. I weren't, I wasn't even aware of. And uh-huh. then obviously you add, you know, rebels came out around that time. And that, that was a big deal. I remember when I first 
caught on to Rebels eventually, like, that was a huge, that was a huge game changer for me because, again, like, the storytelling in it and how, what they were presenting at the time, like, it just, it just hit me different as, like, an older fan maybe just because it was just, like, about family and these new characters, but we were in, like, this era that we were familiar with. So it was just like, man, this is, it, it was brand new, but it felt like Star Wars, you know, like, it just felt like I was still in, like, the original trilogy era, uh-huh. and, like, I could, you know, like, it just felt good, and just animation, like, I, animation, like, they can do so many cool things, I think, that maybe it would be hard to translate into live action, you know, for example, Rebels with the World Between Worlds. You put that in live action, many people are going to be like, eh, what's what's that all about, you know? put an animation in how like in how it was done it was beautiful and it made sense uh-huh. and it was awesome and i hope they do eventually put that in the live action but it just yeah animation for some reason like it just fills for me fills those gaps between certain area you know between the prequels and the original trilogy that's just a lot of fun and these new characters that they came up with is just they're, they're spectacular i mean again ezra ezra bridger kanan jarris Harris and Dula, Sabine Wren, like Chopper is one of my favorite droids. Like I love that guy so much. Zeb, like you just had a whole crew of rebels specifically that was just amazing characters, and it was just well written, and it was just amazing. And I, that's one of my favorite Star Wars now is animation specifically. Like, I love animation. Animation is like my favorite media for Star Wars content. Did the Clone Wars get you back into the prequels at all? Like, did it did it make you say, "Hey, I should rewatch Phantom Menace," or even watch the Attack of the Clones for the first time? Like, did it make you go back and say, "I need to, I should watch these now"? And if it did, did it, did you see them in a different light? Oh yeah, I, I think Clone Wars did a huge thing for me as far as appreciating the prequels a lot more, especially I think between the obviously Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, right? Because you know after. After the end of the Attack of the Clones, you jump to Revenge of the Sith, and it, there's some pretty, you know, decent time has passed, you know? So you're like, well, what the hell happened? And you're talking, you know, at the end of Attack of the Clones, a, you know, a huge war was starting. So Clone Wars did a really good job of filling those gaps, but then also, like, expanding that story and really diving into Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. And then again, Clone Wars comes back. Man, what a moment that was to have Clone Wars Season 7. And what they did in those last four episodes, again, tying in to, you know, events at the end of Revenge of the Sith, like, it was, it was amazing. And I think you just, if you haven't watched The Clone Wars, it it gives you a different perspective on the prequels. And it gives you more, I think, appreciation of what George was doing at that time and what he was setting up. And then what Dave did with Clone Wars to tell that story to expand on that story and to make it even deeper than I think, I think George even really thought it could be, you know, like they just did such a good job with filling that gap in between attack of the clones and revenge of the Sith with clone wars. Like I love that. And again, very similar to rebels rebels does a really fun job of connecting between revenge of the Sith and the original trilogy a little bit for me. So you got into clone was at a, a like it's already been canceled at this point or, or right. whatever you want to call it stopped cut off mm-hmm. how did you like so did it because you like when you get into it there's already rebels is already happening because <laughs> you would have gotten into it like rebels already would have been around season two at least right so you're into clone right. wars you're like rebels is already a thing you know about that 
did did you did did it affect you at all watching Clone Wars that it, that you knew it just kind of came to an abrupt ending, or were you because you had that awareness going into it, were you content with it? Like you you were like, well, it's just gonna end. I'm gonna be fine with it. Like, were you content, or did you or did you say save the Clone Wars right away, right <laughs> right off the bat? Right. No, I, I I mean obviously going into it knowing that they it did get canceled, you kind of just expect it to you know like you kind of go in like okay. Like it's gonna run for this amount, and it just it's gonna end, and you know the story is what it is at that point. So, like, I guess it didn't really affect me as much because I knew, like you're saying, I knew going in that there was, you know, it, it was gonna stop and maybe just not really finish what they wanted to, right? Like the series was just gonna end, and a lot of storylines were just gonna kind of not be there and not be wrapped up. So, you know, you kind of just dealt with it, or you just you know heading into it, I was like, okay, that's that's fine, like it is what it is, but. You still like the stories they were able to tell within those first, you know, five, you know, five seasons. And then six was kind of like a not a throwaway, but it wasn't obviously a full season. Um, you know, you enjoyed it though; it was fun. Like, I mean, Yoda and in those kind of um, that season six, his episodes of going through Dagobah and doing all that stuff. Like, man, that was some deep. It was like deep Star Wars lore, and I loved it so. Like, I, you still appreciated it, right? Even though you knew it wasn't, you know, at that time, you knew it wasn't coming back, as far as we knew. And then, you know, lo and behold, what, a couple of years later, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, 2000, what, maybe 2018 or something? Like, they were like, Clone Wars is coming back. Clone Wars saved. And you're just like, holy crap. Like, they're gonna, they're gonna finish it. Like, this is gonna be awesome. So, it was really exciting. I think that, that moment for me, like, and, and I can't imagine for fans that had watched it from the beginning and then waiting that long and then getting that announcement. Like I was just maybe, you know, a year or so in, you know, after watching it and then it comes back, I was like, holy crap. All right, cool. Like I can't imagine being a fan and it's spoiled waiting, right. Waiting that long. Uh, and for them to say, yeah, it's coming back kids. Like what, 10 years or so. I think it was like, it was big. It was huge. Nice. And then, you know, it, they did such a good job of season seven. God, I, I love that season so much. And the characters that they came up with for that last season and Ahsoka's journey and Anakin's journey, you know, kind of just starting and seeing what he was doing prior to Revenge of the Sith connections. Like it is, it's just so good. It's just so, so good. And that's what I think animation can do well is make those connections between these movies and make it feel more real. And then look at Bad Batch, right? We haven't even mentioned Bad Batch. Like, season one was great to me. Filled in some gaps, having a lot of fun with these new characters. And again, hitting you hard when it when it needs to, especially at the beginning of that series with the Order 66, showing us another viewpoint of that disastrous, you know, part of Star Wars history. Like, it's just, it's good stuff, man. Animation can do so much, and it looks so good. I don't know about you, James, but like, animation looks good now like it i mean to go from like season one of clone wars to like season seven the the yeah. the maturation the just overall how well it looks and then going into like bad batch god they could and i've said this before to you you and i've talked about that like making an animated full-length theatrical movie I say it's going to happen within the next five, five, five years. Five I think you're getting close. When we first talked about it, I didn't think there. I don't think I thought there was a shot. But now I think we are. We're close. I think we're, we're significantly closer. We're closer. Yeah. I, oh, 100%. Yeah. But 
but uh, so you love animation you love star wars animation were you always into animation like throughout the years or was this something that because of you know clone wars you just got into i think clone wars kind of got me back into it like i remember as a kid watching animation you know like voltron was huge uh, you know uh transformers <laughs> things like that right so like i remember watching cartoons i remember watching like again in the 90s for me you know spider-man x-men they were huge animation you know for me the so best remember, cartoons ever made hands down right so like that was like my growing up animation so i i always enjoyed it and then again as you kind of get older maybe you just don't <clears throat> For me, anyway, I didn't watch it as much just because, you know, life or whatever. But then once, you know, I got back into Star Wars, like you're saying, like, Clone Wars really got me back into animation, you know. And now that I'm watching not just Star Wars animation, I'm watching a bunch of other different animation on, you know, the different platforms that, you know, are streaming now. So, like, I, I think, especially in animation specifically, like, I think people are beginning to see that, yeah, you know, it's it's not just for kids, right? Like... I think a lot of the, you know, the taboo about animation is like, oh, it's for kids, it's for kids. You know, you can't really do it for adults. No, that's wrong. Like, if you look at some of the, you know, the animation that, like, perfect example is Rebels. Rebels was kid, but it was dark. I mean, there were some It started off for kids. Yeah, it definitely was like, you know, it was kind of like, hey, come here. Come here, kid. (laughs) And then it just kind of was like, oh, by the way. This, this is, is Star Wars. ATST <laughs> off a cliff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it was Star Wars. It never got as dark as Clone Wars did. But it, Correct. It was, I would it, say that, yeah. It, 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 like, it, it knew when to draw back a little bit because it was still a Disney show. But, it, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was uh, – it took chances, which I thought was refreshing and nice to see. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Rebels really did, I think, toe that line beautifully of, like, still being, like, kid, you know, friendly, but then – knowing when to kind of turn it a little bit dark and still make it, you know, relatable for kids, but then obviously make it adult-like almost at points. Like, it was just, it was beautifully done. But again, again, just animation overall. I mean, it's just, it, it can be something that is not just for kids. Like, adults, adults love animation. A lot, of, a lot of people like it, like I do. Like, I mean, I just watched the Masters of the Universe thing on Netflix that, um, Oh God, I'm blanking on his name, but he, Kevin, that, Smith. He, Kevin Smith, thank you. That Kevin Smith did, and like it, that was good. I loved it. Like I loved the first season, and I hope they do. Hopefully, they'll come out with another season. Like I think animation, like Clone Wars, is because of Clone Wars. Like my love of animation, I think, kind of re re reignited. Like I love, like I like, I enjoy watching animation. I mean, look at Marvel, for instance. What if? They did a animated show and that was awesome. And then they're doing more animation. So like these major studios, I mean, Star Wars has always been on animation, but look at Marvel's kind of tapping their toe into that now, right? Like they're doing more anime, you know, they're starting to do, going to do more animation down the road. So, I mean, animation is not just for kids anymore. Like you can appease the, the adult, you know, um, age groups for sure and still make it feel kid but also adult at the same time and star wars had, has been doing that i think i think they were kind of ahead of a lot of other uh a lot of other ips with that you know mm-hmm. no absolutely i think george lucas seeing how the only way he could tell that story the clone Wars story was through animation there was no way yep. especially back then there was no way to 
to do that in live action. But you, mm-hmm. you know, you have that. You have your memories from childhood. Empire Strikes Back, but Rogue One comes out after Force Awakens. And mm-hmm. are you excited for Rogue One? How does Rogue One hit you? Oh yeah, I was I was jazzed. Like I remember like hearing about what it was gonna be about, like that little story of how they got the Death Star plans and everything. I, I was like, yeah, all right, dude, this is gonna be cool. Like now Star Wars is telling like these little stories, right? Like Clone Wars, like they told the Clone Wars stories in animation. Now they're gonna tell another story within the original trilogy in film. So that was gonna be really cool and I was excited to go see it. I actually saw it with my mom and we both like I loved it. Like that Vader nice. scene is just like, I mean, it's that's just one of the classic scenes, I think, in Star Wars. Everybody just knows and just loves, like, it's just Vader wrecking shop. Like, it was, but I, even just that aside, though, like, the story, and the, again, having a female lead character, like, Jyn Erso, awesome. Like, I love that. I love that they were doing that more, like, off the heels of The, fan, of the Force Awakens with Rey, now you get another cool female character, like Jyn, and again, they weren't these damsel in distresses, you know, they were very much like a Leia Organa type character where they took charge and they did what they, you know, did what they did because it was their destiny. They didn't let anybody kind of, you know, guide them through their journey. Like they made their own choices. Like that's why I think I love what me personally, what they've been doing with female characters since the acquisition of by Disney, they've been making these female characters really strong. And I think that's really Again, it's important for me, but it's cool and it's important for the younger female fan generation, like my niece. Cool to see like these female characters kick kick a little butt, right? Like it's that's awesome. So you get to see that now, and then you add in the animation stuff too, and you get more you know kick ass characters like Sabine and Hera. Like you just got a lot of cool now female characters that are more relatable. It's not just, you know, the Luke Skywalkers or the Darth Vaders. Now you have Ahsoka Tano in the conversation of your favorite character, right? You have Rey. A lot of people love Jyn Erso. So it just opens up a lot of, you know, opportunities for female fans. Um, but yeah, Rogue One, though, that was, man, that was a great, that was a great movie. It felt different, but it felt Star Wars. Yeah. You know, just the story overall was well done, I thought. I mean, Going to those, it was cool going to those different planets and just, yeah, the whole vibe of Rogue One. I loved it. I loved it. That was a great movie. Great movie. Going back to Rebels, you've mentioned Ahsoka a few times. Ahsoka obviously shows up and Clone Wars isn't very well received, Mm -hmm. but goes through a lot in Clone Wars. Um, Mm -hmm. Basically, the character, I guess, for lack of a better word, is redeemed. She's redeemed. The character is redeemed in the eyes of the. Uh, and for the audience throughout, because it you know, starts off like, nah, 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 Sky Guy. But, but by the end, you're like, oh, Ahsoka's Ahsoka. <laughs> she grows up. She matures throughout the entire mm-hmm. Like, she has an arc. Shocking. <laughs> but then you're watching Rebels. And mm-hmm. and you're, and I'm, I'm curious to hear about this, because you're, so, you're so late in the game on Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Rebels. And Ahsoka shows up in Rebels surprisingly mm-hmm. shockingly she just shows up and, and you know that wasn't something anyone mentioned no one really knew which is all of a sudden ahsoka's there she's obviously older mm-hmm. what what did you think of that moment and what how did you react to that so i do remember that moment because i remember like i remember watching obviously watching clone wars and like seeing ahsoka and then obviously just her her story stops obviously in season five we don't see her again obviously until season seven 
So there was that kind of like wonder of, man, I wonder what, you know, are they ever going to bring her back into anything? I hope they do down the road. And then Rebels happens. And then you see at the end of season one, you know, Sokotano was Fulcrum. And you're like, holy crap. And that was my reaction. I was like, oh my God, she's back. Where has she been? What has she been doing? Like that was my mentality <laughs> of like so many questions, right? Oh my God, she's back. But like, where has she been? What's her story? You know, all that stuff. And I think because of Rebels, too that got me more into reading the novel so like ahsoka the ahsoka novel was my first canon uh disney book that i read and i freaking loved it because again you got more background of ahsoka because i that was like my whole thing when she came back was like what has she been doing like where where'd she go who is she with what's her deal like what's going on does she know anakin is vader like so many questions right heading into season two of rebels and they did a really wonderful job of sprinkling sprinkling her in within that rebel crew in season two, and then now see the big the big finale of season two of her and Vader fighting. That was just that's one of the most beautiful moments I think in Star Wars. I mean, those two characters, you know, watching them through Clone Wars, and then it stops right at that point. We didn't know what happened because season seven hasn't come out yet. And then you see them face to face and you're like, God, what happened? Like, you know, she finds out that that's Anakin under the mask. And it's just like, man, what? This is crazy. <laughs> like, there's so much to process in those moments. And it was just beautiful to have her come back and then just, again, expand on her story. And then even in, in you know, season three, we don't know where she's at, right? All of a sudden, you know, where is, does Ahsoka live? Question mark. And then... Ahsoka Liz exclamation point shirt change of Dave Filoni at, you know, uh, celebration. So there's so many questions, you know, heading into the final season of Rebels. And then, you know, World Between Worlds happens. She comes back. You see that great kind of more the finishing of that fight between her and Vader and what happens like so much. And it's just it's just a beautiful piece of, you know, Star Wars arc with Ahsoka. But yeah, that moment of her coming back and being fulcrum at the end like i i was not expecting that like that threw me for a loop i was like wow they they're bringing her back awesome i'm like now where's she been why well, i want more of the story like what, what's going on with her where where has she been what has she been doing like those those were the questions i had after like the initial shock of seeing her come back in rebels in between all this there's a little movie coming out called The Last Jedi, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> it, it came out. Everyone's excited. A new Star Wars movie. And then the movie hit the theater. People walked in. Half the people came out smiling. The other half came out writing Twitter rants. <laughs> the great divide, what, right? Yeah, the great divide. <laughs> what were your expectations going into this movie? Ooh. And how did you feel watching it? And what was your theater experience like? So, God, really good question. So I remember heading into this movie. So at the time, I was an admin for that Star Wars uh, Facebook page that I, that I joined prior to the movie coming out. So I remember like, obviously one of the big deals was, you know, not seeing spoilers. So I, I remember not watching, like watching the trailers, the two trailers that came out, but not watching any of the TV spots, not watching any of the actors on like those late night shows, anything like that. Like I shut it down. I didn't want to know anything going into this movie. I wanted to experience it 
you know, as I went in, like, as I sat through the movie in the theater. So I remember going in, I remember watching it. And again, like, as a fan, like, you you do have expectations, right? I mean, you know, it is what it is. We have expectations. It's what we, you know, what we think, our theories, our, you know, our hopes and all that. And, you know, you know, Luke's coming back. And, you know, obviously he was, you know, he was, he was our hero back in the original trilogy, man. And then it was, I remember my first viewing, it was like jarring to see him act the way he did for sure. Like it was like, okay, man, what's, what's going on? What's happening? He throws a lightsaber in the beginning of the movie. You're like, what the hell is like, what is this deal? And then throughout the movie, you get, you know, you get bits and pieces of what's going on, what he's been through, you know, so it was, but again, expectations heading in, you know, I was like, yeah, he's going to come back and he's going to, you know, save the day. And, and he did, I mean, he did in a very awesome Jedi way, you know, being, you know, like being a force projection from, you know, galaxy away or whatever, like just, it was amazing. So, and then again, for him to kind of just go one with the force, like it was just like, man, he was, he was here, then he was gone in a movie. So like you, you did kind of feel, I remember the very first viewing, it did kind of feel like, shoot, man, that was, that's how they kind of deal with Luke's character. It was, it was a little bit of a bummer, no doubt about it. But I remember talking to friends after that movie and there, and them, and just hearing other people talk about it and kind of just say, you know, look at his journey, like, look at what he's been through his, you know, being the one that Ben kind of, you know, thought he was going to be his hero or whatever. And then he, you know, Ben thinks he's turned on him. Like it's a lot to process, right? He was in charge of his, his nephew. He felt like he let Leia and Han down. Like there's, there's a lot of stuff that he was going through for sure. So you understand why he exiled him and everything. So like it, it took me, a couple of viewings to kind of appreciate what what they did with Luke's character specifically. Now, I loved what they did. I remember enjoying even like I remember the Ray and Kylo like fighting together stuff like that blew me away. That whole scene was amazing. You know, him killing Snoke was was a super shock. I did not see that coming. And I remember like going in the theater, everybody was like cheered when he did that when he get the light, when he took the lightsaber and, you know, sliced Snoke in half, like it was a fun, you know, people were hooting and hollering. It was a good, like star Wars, like movie. <laughs> like you just felt it, you know? So, um, going out though, it was kind of like, you know, you had different feelings. Like you're like, yeah, I liked, I liked some of the stuff. You had to kind of grapple with what they did with Luke. But again, instead of like going out and tweeting my, you know, my initial thoughts or whatever, like you do, you talk to people, right? Like you talk and just kind of feel what everybody else was thinking. And then you kind of like going into a second viewing. I think I saw it the next day too. And I was like, I went in with obviously no expectations because I seen it and I just was able to enjoy it. Right. Cause I remember, and I don't know about you, but like seeing a star Wars movie, like that first, the first viewing is just like, ah, Star Wars, right? Like lightsabers, you know, stormtroopers, Jedi. Like you just like, you're just so excited to see a Star Wars thing on a big screen. You know, you kind of just, you don't, you know, you don't, you're not able to maybe sink in and take in stuff that they were showing you in the film. So I remember my second viewing, man, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie because I was able to just kind of 
sit back and relax and enjoy a Star Wars movie and enjoy what they were presenting and just loved it after that. Like, I think one, I think the thing with The Last Jedi, and a, a lot of people might disagree, but like, if you if you went in only saw it once, I you know you might you might be upset, but I think if you went in a second time and took those expectations that you had going into that first viewing down, it's a freaking great movie. Like just cinematically, the story of Luke, Ray's journey, Kylo's journey, like it's a it's a beautiful film. Like it's a beautiful film, and I, me personally, I hope Ryan Johnson does more movies. That's just me, but. Yeah, it was it was an interesting experience, especially like I said, I went in with like no spoilers, didn't read any leaks, didn't see any TV spots. Like I just literally saw the two trailers that they showed and that was it. I was done. So I went in as fresh as I could for this movie to let the movie, you know, do what it was supposed to do for a fan, right? Like shock me at certain points, you know, have me go through those roller coaster of emotions. So yeah, Last Jedi was a <clears throat> it was a trip. <laughs> It was a trip for sure. I think for a lot of we won't, fans, we, right? Oh yeah, we we won't mention the the Facebook group that you're an admin of, but it was a Star Wars group. We'll say it's a Star Wars group. Star but Wars group. That's fair. How like you got into it late later on? I think that group was around for how did how does that how did that? Can I just ask you? I don't know if you want, but how did that come to be? How did you become an admin in that group? Yeah, so I remember watching the celebration in 2017 in Orlando, uh, watching it on my phone, and just like enjoying, like just enjoying the hell out of it, and you know, watching all the people and the, and the costumes and everything. And then obviously on YouTube, it will give you like, hey, recommended videos. And then the video mm-hmm. that popped up was a video of a, a YouTube, an old YouTube T uh, Star Wars show. And it had the personalities that were doing like a trivia contest with it. It was awesome. It was cool. It was people talking about Star Wars. They were doing some trivia stuff. Like it was a lot of fun. And I remember one of the, they did a Q&A with some people that were watching them in this little, you know, room or whatever. And one of the people that asked them said they were an admin for this like Star Wars group for this, for this show or whatever. So I was like, oh, cool. Let me check it out. So I checked it out enjoyed it people were super nice at the, at the time and you know had a, had, a, had a lot of fun you know just talking star wars with people in a, in a in a group and then you know the page was was expanding and the group admins at the time were looking for people to help out so i was like hey yeah definitely I, i'm in let me let me help out if you guys want they let me become a mod and then a couple you know a few months later i became an admin and then it was just it was just a lot of fun. I mean, I, some of my, honestly, some of my best friends are people from that group that I still talk to. Like we're in a huge group chat that we talk, you know, Star Wars and all any other like geeky stuff, man. It's just because of Star Wars, I was, you know, I made so many friends because of that through this. And it's just kind of blows my mind when I think about it. Like because of, you know, that journey of, you know, asking just to be a mod or, you know, saying, hey, I'll do it if you need it like the journey that has taken me from going to that to being an admin. And then fast forward to 2019, I go to Chicago celebration and I meet some of the girl, uh, female admins that I have been talking to for like year, you know, like a year and a half or whatever, uh, almost two years and, you know, meeting them in real life for the first time and hanging out with them. Those four days or whatever in Chicago was amazing. Like, you know, you make memories. It's crazy how star Wars, you know, I don't think, 
a lot of people think how much Star Wars, you know, you can connect with other people that are fans and just like the friendships that come with it. Like you and I, like mm-hmm. we're friends now because of Star Wars. But obviously, you know, like that little connection has, you know, started huge, you know, like friendships that are going to last, you know, forever. So it's just like amazing to think about it in those terms for sure. That's one of the best things about celebration is just meeting people. But how did you get this? Mm-hmm. How did you get the celebration? Was it just, yeah, I'm going to go. Or was it uh, a period of time? Was it something mm-hmm. that you, you obviously hadn't always wanted to do, but right. You know, you watched the Orlando. I was in the, Orlando. I didn't go to Chicago. I was in Orlando for that one. A lot of fun, a lot of lineups. You you did not miss out. Like the lineups were the the worst thing that ever happened. It was the worst. But how do you get to? Was it just because of what you saw? Because for me, honestly, for me, it was I watched Anaheim, twenty fifteen mm-hmm. Anaheim on my cell phone, mm-hmm. and that's when they had the Chewy Room, and I was like, oh man. And then and then uh, Brock, who would do the shows, was like. We started this podcast that summer. He goes, we should go to celebration. It would be hilarious. <laughs> and we did. So how did you find yourself on the, uh, in Chicago for Star Wars Celebration? Yeah, very similar. I mean, honestly, it was, you know, we were. I was in that Facebook uh, group. And, you know, obviously we knew it was coming because, you know, 2017 happened. And then obviously the next one they announced wasn't going to be for two years later. But we didn't know. And then I remember the day that they that they announced Chicago, I was like, holy crap. I'm like, this is close enough for me uh, to, to realistically yeah. go. So I was like, all right, dude, I got to, you know, we obviously as the admins, we kind of, you know, had, you know, people were telling us, you know, were posting stuff like they were hearing about celebration and everything like that. So like we knew like when tickets were going to go on sale and everything. And I remember that day, like being on my computer and just like, refresh 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 and like there was like a the whole uh group of you know of the admins at the time we were all like refresh 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 trying to get tickets and we all did like we all like we all said like if someone if one of us gets in you know let's get as you know get as many tickets as we can and you know we all kept trying and we all we all got it we all got the ones who wanted to go we're all able to get tickets somehow and, you know, at the time I was just like, it's going to be like a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? Like it's so close, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's, it's not that far. And then this is going to be my first convention of any kind. So that was really exciting for me. And, you know, just to experience that event, I wish I could go back and do it. Cause it was just, it was so much fun. Like, it's just a vibe. And maybe Orlando was like that too, James, like you go there and it's just like a bunch of Star Wars fans. Like it's just, yeah. That's all it is. It's not like, you know, San Diego is a bunch of fans, right? Of fans of many different genres. But Star Wars, like the celebration is specifically Star Wars. And like, you feel it. Like people just, they just love Star Wars. And like, I remember just thinking to myself, I'm like, I mean, I knew Star Wars was big. But then like, going to that event, it blew my mind to know how much Star Wars meant to people. Like, in big ways, not just like, oh yeah, I watch the movies and, you know, read some of the books. They were like, they were very, you know, passionate fans. You know, the cosplayers, that was one of my favorite things of Chicago was watching and well, seeing these cosplayers dress up as as various Star Wars characters, stormtroopers, like it was amazing. And it just, the creativity that people had was just awesome. So it was cool. And then I think it was awesome too, that going into Chicago, we knew it was going to be 
the final Skywalker saga movie, right? So it, it had a different feel. Like uh-huh. it was like you know the 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 end of the saga, but then the new of Mandalorian. I remember I was talking to John Hoey recently uh, on one of our Galactic Podcast episodes, and he said that, and it made so much sense after he said it. Like it was the end of the it was, it was the end of the Skywalker saga, but the beginning of the Mandalorian, right? So it was like a really kind of cool thing that they that was happening in Chicago because it was just like so many different you know feelings because it was the end but then like this new stuff was coming right Clone Wars season 7 was coming back it was um you know Mandalorian was coming all the new books like it was just a really that was probably one of the best conventions obviously being my only one it was the best way to be <laughs> you know it was just so amazing and just I, I'm, I'm hoping to get to Anaheim next year. Cross my fingers. I have a hotel. I don't have tickets yet, but you know, I, eventually, I'm hoping that we'll uh, we'll get there and uh, we'll get to be able to do it again because it's it's an amazing event. It really is. If you're a Star Wars fan and you are able to go and have the means to do it, it's it's amazing. Like it's just an, it's it's a once in a lifetime experience that I think you will hold dearly for sure. It opened my eyes when I, I was there. And there's Orlando was different from Chicago because, like I said, the lineups were the worst. But yeah, it was terrible. But, but, terrible. But you, you meet people through that. And then one thing you, you realize is is I, I'm, you know, from the 80s and I grew up with the originals <clears throat> and Ewoks and, and droids. And then you see people who grew up with the prequels there. <laughs> And then you see people who who were like, "Well, I got into it because of Thrawn." And you're like, "What?" And then people who are like, "I don't read the books. I don't watch the cartoons. I only watch the original movies and the original three. And you're like, "What?" But they're there, and they don't mm-hmm. care. They they're like they're fine. They're like you like what you like. That's fine. It's Star Wars, mm-hmm. but I like what. I... And you realize that everybody had a different path to get t- to this fandom, right. and it's it's and I think that's. That's actually to it. It's working to Star Wars detriment now. Is that there's so many, everyone's coming from different angles of Star Wars. So it's I always ask this question like, what is Star Wars? Because it's not mm-hmm. it's not what it was. It's it's it's. I don't even think George Lucas knows what Star Wars is anymore. You know, it's like it surpassed <laughs> everything. It's it's become something that I don't even think you something put into bigger words. than it's, I think. Yeah, I think it has become something bigger than yeah. Maybe even George imagined like. yeah yeah you know i mean i think they they are creating something that i think george has in his head right like he thought about but like seeing it now kind of come out is probably a wild experience for him but yeah i I think what it can be like you're saying it can be a detriment because there's so many different ways and avenues for fans to 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 love you know to join star wars fandom but to me too, I think it's also kind of a cool, a cool thing. Like, oh hey, how'd you get mm-hmm. into Star Wars? Oh, I, I, you know, I Rebels or Clone Wars, uh, you know, original trilogies, or you know, I, I used to read the EU books and I fell in love with it. Like, it, it's kind of cool to hear different people's pathways, like you're talking about, into Star Wars because it's just, it's a fun, like, it's just a fun story to hear, like, how you got into Star Wars, and it's just one of those common questions that you can go into like a celebration. And talk to a random person, be like, "Oh, hey, how'd you get into Star Wars?" And that conversation can lead into so many different other like topics of discussion with that just one question. That it's kind of cool to hear, and then you know to see what what other people have liked or what they're into. 
like cosplay too like I, and I talked about earlier like cosplay is just that's a whole different ball game and that's cool that people yeah. like that that they're into that and that's like their big thing like because of Star Wars they they do this stuff like it's amazing mm-hmm. so it can be a detriment I agree to a certain point but then I think it is really cool for for Star Wars for Star Wars fans to kind of be able to tell their own story right like to tell their their Star Wars tale and to mm-hmm. to show that it doesn't really matter where where or how you got into Star Wars but you're in the Star Wars right like some people the Mandalorian might be somebody's you know Star Wars and then that got him into the movies and then you know dot 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 right the 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 snowball continues <laughs> once you get into it you kind of you you dive in you dive in and then you find yeah. a lot of other things that maybe you didn't know you would enjoy and and like well speaking of movies you're in chicago mm-hmm. episode nine like you said is the big event of this mm-hmm. uh, of this uh celebration you're there mm-hmm. where were you when that trailer dropped um i'm guessing you you weren't in uh in the panel or anything because i think seven people were but I, but you were there and and i and look when i was in orlando i didn't get into the panel for for the last mm-hmm. jedi trailer mm-hmm. i watched it on the show floor with everybody else um it's still a great experience but this trailer mm-hmm. and i don't like you could love the last jedi hate the last jedi the, the mm-hmm. episode nine trailer was a bigger event by far because mm-hmm. like you said it was the end of of it all Mm-hmm. This was it. And then what ended up coming in that trailer definitely was bigger than anything we got in the last. Like, as a whole, mm-hmm. this trailer surpassed The Last Jedi, which it should. It's the last one in the Skywalker saga. You need to go right. with a bang. No one knew the title. The title shows up in this. Where were you? What was it like where you were? And what was mm-hmm. your reaction? So, yeah. So, in Chicago, so they had like the big. So, there's an arena across the street from the convention center that had like the big where the, like these big big panels were like the episode nine and a couple other panels so when you got your tickets you went into a lottery and could get into these different panels these the bigger panels like episode nine or the mandalorian things like that so we didn't get into the arena but we were able to get into what they called like a another <clears throat> kind of viewing party in a different room instead oh, yeah. of yeah so instead of being uh in like the big like you're talking about the big kind of where everybody meets in the big screen where they did the Star Wars show and all that stuff. So I sat down. It was me and the uh, people I went with. We all, because we got all the tickets at the same time, we were able to all get into the same like panel or whatever, right? So we were sitting down in the room and, you know, we're watching the the panel on like a screen that they had in that room. And, you know, you're just... You're just watching and enjoying it and loving hearing you know them talk about the movie and everything and then it was time for the trailer and i remember like you know the obviously the room goes dark trailer pops up and you're just like you know my eyes were just like glued bugged to what i was seeing because it was just like oh my god i need to process what i'm you know like <laughs> it was just coming at you so fast because you didn't you know this was it was just so yeah. amazing, you know, and then that final, you know, that shot of Ray jumping over, you know, Kylo's ship. Man, that was a shot that everybody was like, oh, my God. I remember, like, everybody, like, going crazy in our little viewing, you know, viewing place. People are going nuts at that at that Ray shot. And, you know, you're you're trying to pick out stuff that, you know, flashes back like you saw Lando real quick. 
you saw the falcon fly like you're trying to pick up stuff and then you know it ends and then everybody's like cheering going nuts people are crying because it was like you know the rise of skywalker you know that's the title yeah. so like it, it was an it was a really it was a really cool experience and then obviously you know ian mcdermott comes out and says roll it again and everybody's you know freaking out so everybody's like you know watching the you know that they do the trailer again everybody's again freaking out going crazy and it ends and everybody's just like you know everybody was in a happy like place like you you left that after you know after the panel ends you leave that room and that's all everybody was talking about it was the buzz right you go into the convention floor and you know people are still buzzing about the trailer and just people just chatting and you're just like you were excited man that just it, it felt the energy the vibe was so cool to be a part of and to be a part of like a bigger like you know in a huge group of a convention that people were as excited or even more excited than you were it was a great experience like it's just yeah people were so happy man like it was just walking around like hey did you see the trailer like oh my god and you know you just you hugged people like you didn't just meet because you're so happy like it was a <laughs> great time like you're just like high-fiving yeah. everybody like it was just fun man and then you know so that yeah the the, the episode nine panel was it was cool it was a cool experience because i was able to be in like a little like a uh, little room or you know like a room with a bunch of other people but like my friends that i went with were there with me so it was fun to experience that with them uh-huh. and to have like that just like feeling of man this is this is cool like this is this is what this is what i wanted when i was ex- you know when i wanted to go to celebration this is the experience the you know the the connection i wanted and it was just it it, it met it met all of my like wildest expectations <laughs> of going to a convention and being at celebration. It was just, it was amazing. It, it was, was so the good. perfect trailer. Yes. For, 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 it was like the perfect storm. And then the trailer was, it was a perfect trailer. I think mm-hmm. that trailer, um, it might not be the best star Wars trailer, but I think for the moment and everything, yes. I think it yep. was the most impactful for all. I think it just, oh, it was yeah. like, it was exactly what everybody needed Yeah. on that day. Uh, yeah. In that time for Star Wars, that was it's exactly what was needed, and it delivered on all fronts. Yeah, and I love watching you know go to YouTube every now and then and watching like people who were there, like their videos of YouTube, like on YouTube. Yeah, and just seeing people go nuts, like it's just it gives you chills. It gives me chills every time I watch it. Like, <clears throat> man, it's just cool that people were just like that jazzed, and like as a whole. Like nobody was fighting. Nobody mm. was like, "Oh, this, you know, Last Jedi, this or yeah, whatever." Like everybody in that moment was a hundred percent together and a hundred percent just like loving Star Wars at that exact moment, and it was beautiful. Like it was awesome. It was so much fun. And we so much may fun. never get it again. <laughs> <laughs> this year, now you're now you are knee deep in Star Wars. You are obsessed mm-hmm. with Star Wars. You're an admin on on social media. You you. You're at Celebration, which is like the ultimate nerd card for Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Do you go? Uh, do you do you buy tickets that Monday Night Football game? I can't remember who was playing, but did you buy tickets that Monday Night Football game? Um, did, and did you go opening night to see the Tras? Oh yeah, so <clears throat> got them that day when you know, as Star Wars does their Monday Night Football uh, trailer tickets on sale now. <laughs> I hate, by the way, I absolutely hate buying my tickets two months in advance. I have to say it. 
I hate the stress <laughs> that goes with it. I just hate everything about it. You know, it was right. like, like Spider-Man now is the same thing. And I just let my friend deal with it. I'm just like, I cannot handle the two months. I'm like, it's two months away. And I'm like, right. and you got to buy 12 tickets. Right. Fantastic. I can't wait for this. <laughs> hate it. So I just want I just, I just hate it. <laughs> No, it is it is stressful, especially like when there is a big movie like that, or like you say, even Spider Man. Um, it, it it can be for sure. Like you're just like God. I hope I get tickets for when I want to, and how many you know how many movies are playing at that theater? Yeah, it it can be. But yeah, I remember um, getting tickets, and it at the time. So Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and obviously Rise of Skywalker. Each of those opening nights, I went opening night for all of them, and I, my brother, my mom, and my dad, all we all went to each of those opening nights. And Tross was cool because at the time, my cousin and I had started our podcast in August, so like a few months prior to. Mm-hmm. So we we got tickets. Like I got tickets for my family. She got tickets for her family. We all went to the same theater at the same time, sat in like the same rows. And it was just cool to be with obviously more than just like my mom and dad, my brother, like to be with my, my cousin who obviously we, we, you know, we've been podcasting for months at that time. So like we were so excited to see it and to see it together was cool. You know, and then the movie happened and you know, it was, it, it, it was interesting. I remember that first viewing, I remember me and my cousin walked out of it, kind of looked at each other. We're like, okay, I need to see it again. Like, again, it was very much like like The Last Jedi for me. Like, I had to see it again because I there was so much going on. Like, you know, again, when you see a Star Wars movie, like, you're just like, ah, like, looking at the screen, just like, bug-eyed and just like, you know, not knowing what's going on, but just, you know, knowing it's Star Wars. So then, you know, me and her saw it the next day, I think. And were able to, again, like relax and just see, you know, enjoy the film that was presented because all the expectations went away after the first viewing because, you know, again, going into a Star Wars movie, you have expectations just like, you know, just like Uh we did for Last Jedi. But then us doing a podcast, we were like super like, all right, dude, we got to like, you know, we got to get our thoughts ready for our review and all that stuff. So. You know, it was a different feel, but it was still like it was great to go into again a, a, an opening night and people hooting and hollering at certain points of the movie and everything. Like it was just a lot of fun. Like that's one thing about opening nights for Star Wars. Like it's it's fun. Like if you go to a good yeah. theater and you got a good like group of people that you go with, but then they also everybody else that's there kind of has good energy. It's a fun time. I mean, that's like um, you know, like Endgame. I remember seeing Endgame. Like those moments in Endgame, like where the whole theater is going crazy. Same thing with Star Wars, man. Those moments where everybody was going nuts feels cool. Like it feels a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Tross was that was a fun, that was an interesting film. It's really funny because I was just looking up all of our um, our stats for our podcast, and our review of the Rise the Rise of Skywalker is our most downloaded episode out of all 87 episodes that we have it's the most downloaded episode so it's like people it's just funny like maybe the climate that we're in with you know fandom like people are like oh let let me check their 
the Rise of Skywalker review and see what they say. Like, and they kind of gauge like if they want to maybe continue listening to you or not. That's yeah. kind of how I feel about <laughs> it. So it's just really funny uh, to see that as our most downloaded uh, episode. But yeah, it's just yeah. Dross was it was fun. It really again again it took me the second viewing to just like appreciate what they did in that film, the moments that I loved and everything. Like it was it was a really good again, it was a really good Star Wars movie. I enjoyed it. My cousin and I enjoyed it for you know, for the parts that we did and everything like that, just like the last Jedi. We enjoyed it for the parts that we did. Like no there's no perfect Star Wars film. I know some people will, you know, say, Whoa, Empire is like the perfect film. Oh, no, it's, it's Return of the there. Jedi is perfect. It has right, Ewoks. Right. <laughs> right. So, exactly. Murder <laughs> if, if any of these... <laughs> all they have to do is throw an Ewok in a movie and it's a perfect movie. Perfect film. Fair. Perfect. Fair. Every time. <laughs> I, huge fan of Mandalorian. I guess you are. Did you wake up uh, 3 a.m., 6 a.m.? What time did you wake up for the first episode? So, yeah, I remember that was a 6 a.m. Like, I would get up before work and watch yeah. it. And again, like like you have to do with everything nowadays on streaming. Like you have to watch it so you don't get spoiled or anything. But that I yeah, Mandalorian was again really cool first episode. It was you know it was felt Star Wars, but it felt different. And just the you know that music was was different, but it felt again mm-hmm. felt Star Wars. Yeah, that the Mandalorian series has been that it's it's fun. I love it. I don't rewatch it as much as other things, but there are episodes in that series so far that are some of my favorites. Like the Ahsoka one is one of my favorites. The Bo-Katan one is one of my favorites. The very uh-huh. first episode is still one of my favorite episodes. I think just the introduction of you know of, of the character and everything they set up is cool. Again, at the end of that first very first episode, it's Baby Yoda, Grogu now that we know. And that was a huge thing for them, like, thinking back on it at Celebration. We were able to get into the Mandalorian panel, like, in the arena. So, you know, for them to know that they had that character in their back pocket and nobody, nobody uh-huh. knew that was going to happen, that still shocks the hell out of me. Like, they were able to keep Bunch that, of jerks. Secret. Right. <laughs> a bunch of jerks. Like, everybody, bunch like, of they... They knew, you know, it's just, it's crazy to think about that. And then again, in season two, like for them to know that Luke Skywalker was going to be at, at the very end. So it wasn't just like they had to get through the uh-huh. first episode and then they'd be fine. Like they had to get through a whole season without anything like that leaking. And again, they were very successful at that. And again, that broke the internet with that Luke moment, man. Whew, man, that was, well, was a- wild. But even bigger than that, as a, as a Clone Wars fan, as an animation fan, you see Bo-Katan show up, and then you get Ahsoka. How do you feel? Do you feel vindicated at all? Do you feel like, oh, man, all my obsession over the animated stuff is paying off now because now I right. could talk to the cashier at the grocery store, and they'll know who I'm talking about. You know, cause, cause look, Animation, as great as it is, the... Mm-hmm. the, the the main audience isn't going to watch it, right? It's not, mm-hmm. it's not very, it's not mainstream. Like you said, a lot of people, especially in North America, don't view animation as something for adults. It's for children. Right. It's beneath me. Right. But now right. these characters that you have watched over the years mm-hmm. are in our live action. So now all those people who animations beneath them is on their level now. <laughs> right. So that that's really interesting, especially with Ahsoka. So I remember again, the, the hubbub of like, oh, you know, she's going to show up because in that episode, Bo-Katan mentions her by name 
Like everybody's freaking out. So I remember specifically like with Ahsoka. I mean, Bo-Katan, that was again a great moment seeing um, oh God, I'm blinking on the actress's name, but seeing her do live action Bo-Katan was amazing. Katie Sackhoff? Yeah, it's Katie Sackhoff. Thank you. But Ahsoka. So I remember watching that episode and I honestly, I thought like, okay, they'll probably won't show her for like a little bit, you know, maybe halfway through the episode. And then it's like the first 10 seconds you see those two white lightsabers and as a fan and I knew what that meant with the hooded figure, I was like, holy crap, we are getting her straight off. Like, this is amazing. I remember at like 6 a.m. I'm like, you know, pumping my fist in, in my dark, you know, living room at the time. <laughs> just like going nuts because Ahsoka Tano, like one of my favorite characters from animation is finally in live action. So episode happens. It's a great episode. I, lo- I love it. And then I remember my sister and my niece and nephew, like they they were watching Mandalorian too, and they were enjoying it. They're you know they're not huge Star Wars nerds like I am. Like Mandalorian was kind of like maybe their first kind of thing that they watched, you know, like at that is Star Wars that they you know watched every week, and were interested in it. So you know, I remember her texting me later that day and was like, "Hey, did you watch? You know, did you see the episode already?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." She's like, oh, my God, that was so cool. Me and the kids loved it. We liked that new Jedi, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I, you know, that was one of my, you know, you can push your nerd glasses up and be like, well, if you like Ahsoka, let me tell you what else you can watch about her. Again, because that, like, that's what it meant. Like, that's what they did in that moment was put a character that hardcore fans knew and that would gauge the general population's interest once they introduce her into like a live action mm-hmm. whatever and it worked because then i you know i was able to tell my sister yeah well she was this this and this you need to watch that she was in this like you were able to give her whole like you know uh, arc and like explain like where she came from and what you can watch and what she's been in <clears throat> so it was cool like i mandalorian has done some really cool stuff as far as bringing in these live action characters and then making them like you're saying more means mainstream right and more of visible to the general audience in that and that's that's the best thing i think they can do especially with like a character like ahsoka even bo katan and then obviously rumors of within ahsoka's new show that's coming that we're getting sabine and we're gonna get probably thrawn just because of her mention of him in that episode of the Mandalorian, so yeah, they're, I think they're doing it. They're doing it well. They're sprinkling in the characters they need to at appropriate times, and then they know what to do with that, and then they know how to keep that going. So it's it's working well. But it felt good to be a fan of animation that day. Hundred <laughs> percent. That felt really good. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> right, you're gonna right. own Celebration Anaheim. You just right. like, you walk in, you're like. <laughs> I've been waiting for this whole way. <laughs> Any characters from uh, Clone Wars or Rebels or Resistance mm-hmm. or Bad Batch? Am I missing any that uh, you mm-hmm. hope to that. see co- cross into live action? Ooh, that's a really good question. If I'm looking at Bad Batch, I, I would love Omega. Hopefully, we'll you know see where her story goes, and I think her background with Boba, you know, being related to Boba, being his sister. I think it could lead to some really interesting stories and that could lead to obviously a live action appearance because, you know, they did make it obvious that her accent was very 
similar to uh, Tamira Morrison's. So, like, I think they did that on purpose. I think down the line, I think you could see her in live action somewhere. I hope. I would love it. I think she's a really cool character. Um, you know, hopefully the rumor of Sabine is true because Sabine is one of my favorite characters. So seeing mm-hmm. her in live action will be amazing. And then, again, maybe Ezra in that Ahsoka series as well will show up. That would be amazing because, again, he's one of my all-time favorite characters as well. So there's just a lot of, yeah, I think those two are probably, or those three are probably my hopefully make it to live action. Um, I would love to see a, a Rex. I would love to see him in live action. You could do it with Tamira Morrison maybe somehow. Like, yeah, they have the actor. Give him some bird, right. Give him, give him a beard and everything. They could do it. So, I mean, it'd be really fun to see what they do, especially in that Ahsoka series. That That's the series, I think, that if you're a Rebels fan, as much as maybe you want that story to continue in animation, like, I kind of go back and forth with that, but if they're doing a live-action stuff, I hope they bring in a couple more live-action, um, you know, or animation to live-action characters from that show. I would love a Callus. I would love a Callus to show up, like... Do it, bring it to me. Like that'd be really fun too. The live action, um, uh, Callus. So there's opportunities. I ho- I hope they do it. I hope they continue bringing in some characters, uh, that you can make into live action. I think another one too, re- not animation but video game, is Item Versio. I think she would be cool if you could somehow bring her into mm, live yes. action yeah. at some point because Gina is amazing and I think she would be really fun. Really fun to see her do a live action performance of, of Item Versio. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and they have the time period to do it in. So that 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 would be a I'd be on the part of it. Plus, they made the character look exactly like her. So you just throw it, be like, hey, instead of you being uh, mm-hmm. you know a video game character, you're just gonna be you. Go chill. Yep, good to go. <laughs> All good. Uh, <laughs> well, that's awesome. Alone, we're gonna wrap it up. Thanks so much for joining me on the Outlander Club. Before we go, though plug everything you do let everybody know where they can find you why they should find you and tell them about your rise of skywalker review (laughs) yeah so apparently if you guys uh like the rise of skywalker you kind of gauge podcasts um if you want to listen to more on that you can definitely check our (laughs) our review of that on our podcast Uh, we're on apple pod google play spotify the galactic podcast uh we're also on twitter at the galactic pod and then I have another uh, podcast called The Geek Broads Cast, which we talk about uh, pretty much all nerd stuff, Marvel, DC, uh, Stranger Things, anything and everything uh, nerd. We talk that. Uh, you can follow that on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify as well. And we're on Geek in that. It's on Twitter on Geek Broads Pod. Uh, find us there. Give us a good old rate and review. James, thank you, dude. This was so much fun. I love talking Star Wars. I love talking journeys of Star Wars. So I appreciate you having me on, man. This was a lot of fun. Well, thanks for coming on. This was awesome. We'll have to co- have you on uh, soon when Omega makes her debut on Book yes. of Boba Fett. I made that up. I don't know what's going to happen. But we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have you on again to you talk. You here, folks. So that's you know a, that's someone a scoop. From, that's a scoop. Yeah, that's a scoop. <laughs> well, you know someone from animation is going to make their way onto a live action show mm-hmm. sooner than later. And you know that some more animated stuff is going to be coming out as well. Bad Batch Season 2 is definitely on its way. So when all that happens, we'll have to have you on again. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.